everyone, this is Jenna. Welcome back to Non-Toxic Talk. And as you know, I'm gonna be wrapping up this season of Non-Toxic Talk, taking a break because we are expecting a fourth baby. And after we take a break, we're gonna be relaunching at some point later uh, in the year, probably either before the holidays or right after the holidays as we get into 2024. So before we're signing off for the year, I wanted to do a podcast with my husband because I often get a lot of questions from many of you on my social media platforms about how my husband handles all of this non-toxic change. And I thought it would be perfect to interview him. And so we're gonna do a quick 15 minute podcast today, just kind of getting his thoughts and feelings about what toxin-free living means. So today, go ahead and listen, and I hope you guys enjoy. Let's dive in. Right, so we are diving into an interview with my husband, Scott Johnson, and he's going to tell you a little bit about himself, and then we're going to dive into a few questions that I have for him in regards to what it's like being married to me and how the transition for him into non-toxic living has been, because it's definitely been a wild ride of over seven years now. So, hi. Hey. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, just so they can get to know you? Um, well, well, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, how we were before non-toxic. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a funny story when we, when we met, you know, we didn't really think about any, uh, thing about the chemicals we use at our house. We didn't think about we didn't have kids, so we didn't really have to think about products used for uh, for kids at that point. But um, it's really interesting because we went from probably no consideration at all to <laughs> significant consideration. But uh, And of course, as you guys know, the famous story that I tell you is that I used to use Windex and Swiffer and all of that when I was like pregnant with my first child, not really knowing the harm of those chemicals. And we ate off the Teflon pans and we did all of those things. And so... That's what Scott's referring to when he addresses that because our lifestyle really was very different. I mean, I think having a child really changes you in a lot of ways. Agreed. What do you, what do you got for me? What's your, what's your first question? So, uh, we had a honeymoon baby. We were married in 2016. We just celebrated seven years of marriage. Was it yesterday? A couple days ago. And, um, it wasn't until we found out we were pregnant that, uh, we kind of went down this rabbit hole. Uh, Actually, I think it was more of me going down this rabbit hole and me dragging him with me, (laughs) kicking and screaming. I'd say that's accurate. (laughs) So I just wanted you to tell everyone, like, cause I get this question a lot. How has the non-toxic transition been for you? Has it been tough? Has it been easy? Has it been like, what do you think about all of it? I think in the beginning, um, obviously anything you do that's new in the beginning is always more challenging and takes a lot of, uh, you know, it takes effort to want to make even swaps or changes or, you know, however you classify that. Um, So I think initially when we started getting rid of pans and stuff that we were used to buying, a lot of it is just because there's a lot of habits built up, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it was products used or stuff in the kitchen or 
cleaning agents or whatever that looked like. So it, I would say it would took, it took some time, but once you realize that you're just swapping out one cleaner for another, it's not as big of a deal as it seems. That's an interesting perspective. So, but it can seem overwhelming at first, right? Especially when you have all these things that you're learning about and it seems like a lot, but it is all in how you approach it. Yeah. I mean, I think laundry, laundry detergent might've been one of those things where you, you know, you're just, you grow up and you go through college and you buy the the big gallon tub of whatever you use. And, you know, if you're just used to using it and someone tells you you need to use some some foreign mixture um, and put it in under clothes, you're like, eh, I don't know about all that. I think everybody kind of goes through this period of disbelief where they don't realize how toxic our environment is. And do you feel like you were kind of faced with that? Like just disbelieving that things can actually hurt you and chemicals actually can have health effects or did it kind of seem easy to understand? Um, I'm in disbelief every day. <laughs> you, you introduce me to new things literally every single day. <laughs> but yes, no, I, I would say, I'd say for sure because, you know, like you said of the Teflon pan, you don't, if you don't do research into how it's chipping off and getting your food, you just, you don't know. So you just That's buy another true. one and keep going. Yeah, exactly. Well, now, and there's been such a movement in our media about how chemicals are affecting us. Whereas when we started seven years ago, it didn't seem like it was a popular trend. And it's kind of going that direction now, which I feel like that information is more readily available now than it was years ago. Yeah. Well, we've seen friends and family members adopt it a lot more than, you know, than was people were even willing to do, you know, six, seven years ago. And so now people are... I would say as a whole, I think individuals are much more open-minded to making swaps than they used to be. I agree with that for sure. I have a random question that just popped into my head that wasn't on my list, but how do you think it's been teaching our kids about it? Like, do you think, do you find that kind of difficult? I mean, I know our kids are young, but. No, no, because a lot of it is, I mean, they're learning only what they're being taught, I guess they're getting some mixed messages when they go to school and maybe they go other places. But I think as a whole, we talk about it enough, but not, not in a weird way. Like not to scare them. No, That's no. not our goal. It's no, to educate. It's to educate, but you know, you gotta, I think it's baby steps. So no matter what we're talking about or the food we give them or the stuff that they eat on, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we're just talking about it incessantly, but um, yeah, it's balance. I would say everything's balanced. I feel like we're getting into that more and more now. For those of you that are listening, I'm sure you can understand this. Our, our daughter's six now she's in school, you know, she's in kindergarten and a lot more stuff comes up, you know, about healthy eating and, uh, how chemicals can affect us and things that she sees friends eating at school or choices that they're making. And so, um, having to, to keep a very strong home base and making sure that Scott and I are on the same page. I'm sure you guys can relate to with your, with your own partners. Um, all right. Next question. What's one thing that you've learned that has stuck with you? Would you say out of like all the things that I've shared, <laughs> which I know I've held back on a lot, but is there, is there one thing that's really stuck with you with all of this? Hmm. 
Well, I could go a lot of directions on that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think personally I've become more sensitive to like fragrances and smells. And since we've used a lot of, you know, I would say probably cleaner stuff, whether it's detergent, cleaners, or just, you know, anything that's kind of in the home. That like doesn't have synthetic fragrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed that because, you know, now if you go and you're... You know, you're somewhere else and you... Walking down the aisles of Target. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. I would have never, never smelled that or even thought of it twice. And Well, yeah, when Scott and I first met, I mean, I wore Juicy Couture perfume and he had, you know, was it... What cologne did you wear? I don't remember, but... Aqua de something. Oh, Aqua de Gio. There you go. Yep. I think I had one bottle that lasted 10 years, but... (laughs) We used to have a lot of synthetic fragrance. We also used to just live a very different different lifestyle. And so it is crazy. Yeah. But nothing's adjusted. I mean, we've we've always liked to keep a clean place. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of what we're cleaning with. I think that's a simple, simple conceptual to think about is like it's you're not you're not doing anything weird. You're just you're trying to use stuff that doesn't um what's a good way to put it? Like well, don't get me wrong. If we had the option to go move out to a farm tomorrow and grow all of our own food and milk our own cows, although we don't have dairy, um, I would do it. And that might be a little weird. But I think with non-toxic living, you can take it as far as you want to go. You can go as extreme as you want. And you can kind of rein back and you can just do simple swaps. <laughs> yeah. What would be the next thing on your to-do list? And non-toxic living. What's something that you think is important that you think we should address at some point? Um, I feel like we've made a lot of big swaps with, you know, things from the mattress to sheets to, you know, even even when we um, were building our home. I mean, we really thought about the materials being used, so... We did zero VOC paints and we did Green Guard certified flooring. We just try to make make good conscious efforts. And, you know, obviously it's not going to be perfect for what the situation is. Um, yeah, there's obviously a lot of things out there you can't avoid. But we try to do the best we can. So I guess in your mind, what would be something we should tackle next? I mean, we talk about our water. You know, I We do. I don't know if that's a considered a non-toxic thing but maybe that's oh it is yeah it is I mean the questions that I get from you guys daily in my Facebook group in regards to water purifiers and water filters and shower and bath filters and so you either you have this dilemma right which I feel like we're being faced with now because we're getting quotes from friends where they've spent anywhere from six to eight grand or even more on a whole house filter which stays with the house by the way once you move it doesn't go with you um So you can either outfit every faucet you have in your home with a different filter or you can get a whole house filter, which is a ton of expense, a ton of work, maintenance. And so we feel like we're at that crossroads right now because, you know, we hear all these things about the Berkey and about these countertop filters and it sounds like the best direction to go if you don't want to get tap water and you don't want water out of your fridge because even water out of your fridge isn't the best that you could have, it would be a whole house filter, but we're struggling with that right now. Yeah. That'd be the next thing. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, we keep putting that on our long-term goals list. So we'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Okay. Is there a non-negotiable in your opinion, like something that you would not do to live a toxin-free life? Like something you just wouldn't be open to? Hmm. Because um, like I said, I mean, you can go as extreme as you want. I mean, for me, for me, it's probably a little more on, on clothing where... Clothing is tough. You know, for, for men's clothes and specific items, there's just not... There's not an organic cotton, yeah. you know, non-treated garment. It's just, it's very interesting. Like, yeah, you want to buy a polo. It's going to have polyester and spandex in it. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Or it could have cotton, but, you know. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, like, you know, it's going to be, it would be very, very hard to go and swap out your wardrobes. That's probably not too practical, at least in the current state. Yeah, that's really tough. I think it's, I think it is easier for women, but it's also expensive and it's also tough to do. I mean, I look at my closet and, uh, I have, you know, probably 50, 50 right now where probably half of my closet is synthetic fabrics and the other half isn't. And it's just, it takes a really long time. But once you start doing the research of like the forever chemicals that are found in clothing and all of these things, it can be really terrifying especially because polyester contains plastic which can give you bpa exposure and then when you're washing these plastic you know synthetic fibers in your laundry they're being released into the water supply and it's just it's like a never-ending cycle but is everyone out there trying to make this swap i mean with the popularity of fast fashion and everything being made overseas i don't know if that's ever really going to be something that's fully addressed no, probably not. That's that's a difficult one. But I think there's companies trying, you know, we've we've noticed companies trying to do different things and we we focus a lot of that on kids clothing. It seems like that's easier to find. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've always tried to do organic or 100% cotton, but um it does get tougher especially as the kids get older and, you know, depending on where you shop and we just heard the other day that Gap has, you know, been tested for forever chemicals as well. And, and they just, they've got, I mean, there's just, I feel like there's no safe brand really when it comes to clothing, unless you're, you're really doing your research and you're buying from Pact or you're buying from, you know, something else. But even then there's issues with dyes. Are they dying with plants? You know, <laughs> there's not many, many brands out there that are making everything organic and dying their garments with plants. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's, that's probably a really tough one. I don't know if that one's ever going to be swapped over a hundred percent for sure. But I will say like, there's things like, um, deodorant. I remember I was very, very hesitant to switching for some odd reason. Not like, <laughs> not like I, well, it's changed. Not like I had any like stake in this deodorant company. So, <laughs> but you're just, you know what it is. You're used to having something for a long time. Mm. And, and actually it's, that was interesting because you didn't even realize that old old spice or whatever it was like left marks on the shirt and it was I mean made you smell like a you know teenager <laughs> so <laughs> once I've tried some better ones I actually I actually like those much better so being open-minded I think that's a good thing as long as it's not uh shoved too hard down her throat <laughs> it's 
you know, it's, it's easier to accept. So for those of you that are listening and you're looking for cleaner men's brands, there's so many different ones out there. There's Primally Pure, which we have not, Scott has not personally used, but he has tried Dr. Squatch, which he did like some of their products. Yeah, those left some marks on the shirts though too. The deodorants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of their shower gels have preservatives and things like that. So I would say their soaps are probably one of their cleaner options. But we did recently find Mountaineer brand, and uh, he's been trying a lot of their stuff and seems to like the majority of their yeah, things. Yeah, that's been good. I think Mountaineer brand would probably be one of the top brands out there in regards to finding a a man-friendly, fragranced line that doesn't, you know, it's not toxic. So, all right, last question. If you could give any advice to the other husbands out there, what would it be? Um, I th- well, I think I got a good one. <laughs> I think that the approach to this whole thing has to be um, taken at like an appropriate pace. You know, if mm-hmm. it's like a lot of things, if you try to, you know, if you try to work out in a day, you're not going to see results, right? So it takes it takes time it takes consistent effort and that's what we did you know at first i think you know we got really excited and well, you got really excited and <laughs> wanting to get me on board and it, but it you know over time excited obsessed impulsive yeah yeah so, so maybe that felt like a lot but i think as time went on what we saw was um you know we made consistent swaps and and gradual changes to the point where I think we have a pretty, you know, pretty good balanced uh, approach now and we still work on stuff, but you know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. like a, it's not a, it's not a daunting thing anymore. You know, at first it was daunting cause it feels like you have to get rid of the stuff that you liked and were used to. And then once you're like, Oh, well, it's not about me liking those things. It's about me finding something that's, you know, that's, that's a good product too. Wow. That makes me really happy to hear that. Yeah. Well, first, <laughs> first year and a half, two years, you know, it's a lot. But, but no, it's, I would say that's probably like a good team approach, right? It's like, if you want to do it, kind of talk about it figure out where to start and where to go next and, mm-hmm. and, and just do it in time. You don't have to throw away all your stuff. And that's kind of what we, we, you know, what we looked at too is because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just can't go afford to repurchase your life. Right. And so on my platforms, I try to share a lot of budget friendly options, but there are a lot of things that you can buy on a budget, whether it's mattresses, there's so many cleaner options out there. Um, well, it's been great interviewing you. Yeah. So are you happy about this change? Like, would you say if you could go back and do it all over again? I mean, it sounds like you've really put time and energy into researching a lot of things that we buy that you didn't used to. Oh, I'm, I'm completely happy with the changes we've made. I mean, and we've talked about it. I th- I think we- we've given everything a shot and there's very little things that we ever said didn't really work for us or we found an alternative brand. So mm-hmm. whether it's food or, or cleaning agents or one thing or another, I mean, we've, we've been on the same page with this. So yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, I think it's been pretty neat to see other people, you know, outside of, outside of us become much more interested, whether it's family or friends and, just being more open to making swaps because we made swaps. It's, it's pretty cool to see that too. Yeah, I think one of the approaches that you guys have to remember is when you first get into it, I think when you're sharing it with friends and family, it can often come, up, come, come across as like being pushy. But really, 
if you're like me, your passion comes from education and learning and wanting to share. And so everybody's on their own journey, right? On their own page. And so um, it's just, it's different for everybody. And I think that that's what we've kind of discovered over this whole process. So yeah, next on our list, I mean, I have a million things that I want to do, but whole house water filter is probably going to be in the next two, three year plan, somewhere around there. The sooner the better, probably. But, you know, if you can make small swaps now, it all makes big changes. I do have one last question for you that kind of popped into my head. Do you think it's made a difference in your health at all? Like, have you noticed a difference in how you feel or anything? I know you're not quite as sensitive as I am to chemicals or smells or things like that, but. I don't know. That That's, it's hard to tell. I'd be guessing if I said there was a clear difference, but, um, you know, my focus is long-term, you know, like, like all of ours. And if, if I know it, it's helping prevent, you know, potential disease or prevent something that could hit me down the road. Um, I'm all about it. You know, it's, there's no downside to that. So I kind of look at it as that. Why, you know, why do you work out? You know, you work out. So the things even you can't see within your body, you can become healthy for a long time and you can live a long, long life. So yeah, you know, I, I think this, I think everything's, everything's very, very positive, you know, whether it's good food, good stuff we're just spraying in our house. Like, you know, we just want to be surrounded by things that aren't going to purposely harm us. We've made a lot of changes with food, actually. I like your perspective on everything. By the way, my husband is very positive, if you haven't picked up on that yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's the positive one of us. Um, I would say recently, within like the last two years, we've really kind of started diving into food labels um, you know, we've always been careful about what we eat because we're gluten, dairy, and soy free. At least me and the kids are. Um, Scott has a little bit more freedom about what he can eat, but um, we've really tried to kind of narrow down the processed snacks that we're offering and things. So I think making sure you're trying to be on the same page as much as possible really makes a difference because when you do feel like you're a team, it's helpful. But there were a lot of times we weren't on the same page and, and that's just part of it. You know, it's it's a lot to take on. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you for having me on your, uh, on your podcast. <laughs> thank you for letting me interview you. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening and, uh, comment below if there's something that resonated with you, or if you personally are going through a non-toxic journey with your partner or spouse, and there's something you can relate to. And I'd also love to know what you're working on in regards to swaps in your own home. I'll catch you later on the next episode of Non-Toxic Talk. Thanks for listening.